Morning, it's Thursday and just about ten minutes past ten. Time to welcome back our little ray of sunshine, Steve Vines. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, where are we? Oh, yes, yes. i tell you where we are or where we aren't. Another government scheme. I mean, I know, it, I know there's a little leap in your heart when you hear the words government and scheme. You say to yourself, that's got to be good. Not quite. I always <laughs> think MPF. MPF. I always think um, Greater Bay Area, because that's what you do. Yeah. That's what you do. But, What's this one, um, then? No, this one is called the Voluntary Health Insurance Scheme. Oh, yeah. Now, it's a catchy title, and you may just um, be able to remember it. And you know what it is? It's a scam. Really? I mean... Here's the, here's, here's, here's the lowdown. About a decade ago, there mm-hmm. was an attempt to bring in what would have been a compulsory um, health insurance scheme, which would have covered the entire population. Everybody would have paid into it, and there would have been squillions of dollars poured into the health service. Well, needless to say... Oh, you, you shouldn't say needless to say, then say it, should you? Well, I will anyway. Needless to say, the insurance companies looked at it carefully and thought, we're not going to make enough money out of this. We are not going to... So they managed to scupper it with the willing compliance of the usual suspects who, you know, have never seen a big business they don't like. So they come back after a decade of negotiations with this new scheme, and it's the same old, same old horlicks that you hear every time they borrow Oh, you know, this is the best compromise we can get. It's going to attract millions of people. In fact, they say that... What, within... when you pay 50p to go and see the doctor in a hospital well, here now? It, it, it's funny, you put your finger on a button <laughs> which was waiting to be pressed. So the scheme is this. It, it um, is indeed a voluntary scheme, so you don't have to join it if you don't want to. Yeah. And according to the government... The lowest, uh, no, not the lowest, the average level of contribution will be $4,000 a year. You think, well, that's not bad, $4,000 a year. That's a lot and of people. And I get pri- <laughs> private health care, that's all right. Then you look at the small print. Mm-hmm. What does that cover? Well, it puts you into the private health care system absolutely fantastically. And it covers you for, for example, if you go to a hospital, Go to a private hospital. What you would get a day under this scheme if you're on the on the standard package, on average. Oh, incidentally, despite the fact that there are, I think it's 26 insurance companies. Um, sorry, I you don't be, think you've been researching this? Don't I have it? a bit. It's actually 25. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'll just slap myself on air. It's 25 companies, and <coughs> it's the old cartel arrangement because they're all basically offering the same scheme. So right. you ask yourself. Well, what's that all about then? You know, you say there's going to be competition, but they're all actually offering the same scheme, and they are. So, if you if you're on this minimum housing father, mm-hmm. you 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 would get five hundred and fifty dollars a day towards your private hospital hospital expenses. That in Hong Kong just about pays for the bedpan. In other words, it pays for diddly squat of diddly squat. But but the joke carries on. So then you would get. $1,338, or in some schemes as much Too as $1,400, to consult a specialist. And you think, well, that's not bad. But that is per year. Per year. So that doesn't even cover, for most specialist doctors, one consultation, let alone, sink specialist let alone a year's <laughs> worth of them, um, if you've got a mental health problem. And mm. mental health problems are very long-standing um, you know they're not sort of, they're not amenable to a quick fix. So in Hong Kong there is a lot of mental health uh, problems. 
you 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 would indeed qualify to to claim money for this, but that's thirty grand a year. I mean, the, in other words, if you're not going to pay the very high premiums, it's worthless. Nobody is going to sign up for this. As you say, you can go into a public hospital, there is the inconvenience of waiting, and there's all the other things which people don't like. But the fact of the matter is, for diddly squat, you can get the treatment, or you can go into the private sector under this scheme, and indeed, they will pay a little bit, but you look at the bill you would get if you went into a hospital under this scheme. I mean, the the 4000 you put in a year would be nothing. So then we look at... The, I mean, the scheme just doesn't work. So then we look at the upper age limit. People mm. are likely to be more interested in this scheme, funnily enough, for people who are more likely to get diseases, people in their 50s and 60s and 70s. Well, I looked through all the things. Uh, incidentally, if you go on their website, you need a PhD in Swahili to work it out, but, you know, um, ask a friend. Um, you look on their website and you'll find out that, you know, to get anything even vaguely approaching, vaguely approaching decent coverage Mm. at an age say between 50, 60 and upwards, you'd not need to pay 4,000 per year, you'd need to pay something like 10 times that amount So a factor of 10, even I can work out that that comes out at about 40 grand, so for people on average wages that just is another runner so the idea as the government states, that 1.5 million people in the next three years will be signing up for this scheme with the objective of clearing out some of the waiting time in public hospitals is for the fairies. It is not going to work. What have we missed here? (coughs) What we've missed is the government is doing something. (coughs) It's the same with the annuity scheme. Do you remember that? Oh, you put money into the annuity scheme. That was only a few months ago. That was only a few months ago. And the government said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great way of older people managing to um, produce pensions for themselves. And older people who are not as stupid as government officials seem to think Mm -hmm. look through the paperwork and go, I don't think so. So practically no one signed up for it. And the best that the, the, the usual, you know... Um, spokesman could come up with, oh, it's early days, you know, we, 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 we may make some changes, we may... The fact of the matter is that was another flop. But mind you, when you think about it, it was nothing. it's nothing like the big white elephant schemes, you know, the bridge to nowhere, which still, it to actually, this day, yeah. has no traffic to speak of other than tourist buses. When I say no, it's not much of an exaggeration, it's practically nothing else. You're going to kill me that. for this, Steve, but it's a really easy way to get to Macau. It's an easy way <laughs> to get to Macau on a tourist bus. Exactly. And that's its yeah, yeah, sole yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, it was sold as the great commercial gateway to the other end of, to the eastern end of Guangdong. That it is not. That it has not proved to be. And despite all this fighting talk about, oh, we may change the car parks, or, oh, it's part of the the Bay Area. You know, despite all of that, yeah. it ain't happening. It's a total white elephant. You know, it's up there with the cruise terminal. Can we... And, st- um, can we st- those, those white elephants in full, uh, we won't even get on to the new Lanto plan, because that's only a few 60-odd, you know, I want to bring something in, Steve, s- simply because I'll forget otherwise. Go on. Just, it's like, here's the news, boom, boom, boom. Okay, then. And the headline is Medical Council closes door on foreign doctors. See you later. That's that. Yeah, well, you know, in this, this... I thought... 
<laughs> this is asking turkeys to vote for Christmas. You know, you say to the medical council, you've got a good gig here. You're, you're, you're getting a very good smack out of uh, Hong Kong because there's a shortage of doctors, your service is much in demand, and you can charge what you like. What do you think about admitting some other people to give you a competition? Yeah, and they're going, tell you what, great idea. It just reads that way. I mean, <coughs> yeah. it's, 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 I mean, they're looking after their own. It's as simple as that. Well, you know, uh, my view is that uh, if the government yet again comes up against vested interests, guess who prevails? Yeah, absolutely. Vested interests. Um, the Medical Council rejected the idea. <coughs> See you later. That's that. Oh, yeah. is that the time? Yes, yes, yes. I thought this was a big issue. That's why I'm bringing it up. It is up, a big issue because there, there is this acute shortage, particularly in the public sector, of doctors. Hmm. Uh, that's why there are long queues. That's yeah. why when there's this measles outbreak, there's there's all sorts of panic, etc., etc. And in in a situation where you had a government that just for once, just for once, said, I tell you what, these are vested interests. You don't want to do this. You don't want to certify these foreign doctors. <clears throat> we'll set up a system to bypass you. We're not having it. They could do it. And they've had these struggles in other jurisdictions. Hong Kong is not unique in this. Mm-hmm. And in other jurisdictions, government have said, I tell you what, we'll put the interests of the wider public first, and then we'll look at your complaints, and we will threaten you with this, that, and the other, unless mm. you crumble. And you know what? In all these other jurisdictions, guess who blinked first? Moving swiftly. Moving swiftly. I tell you who hasn't been blinking recently is our old friend, the hero of the Umbrella Movement, Andy Chung, who was the police chief at the time. Now, you know, tough line, let's get some of that tear gas out. It was all noted upstairs. The bosses said, hmm, we like the look of this bloke. He's retiring soon. I tell you what, we'll give him a job. So he's got a job. He's got a job. I'm very pleased to see it. He, well, he's got more than one job, but he's he's been appointed as the vice chair of the National Narcotics Control Commission. See, that's not just uh, that's not just a board that people sit in. That's a legit mainland job. Well, is it? Is <laughs> it's it your overture? Is it? I mean, I, I, I mean, it, it's part of the handing out baubles to the faithful um, thing. Yeah. Um, it could be. It, no, you're right. I mean, obviously, fighting um, tr- the drug trade is an important job in any in any jurisdiction, and China isn't exactly short of um, problems with with drug addiction and what have you. So, in theory, this is an important job. It's a national job. I mean, this is what they get. What well, this is what all the flag wave get excited. Oh, I've got national job. You know, it's like C.Y. Learn going. Oh, I'm a national leader now. Oh, I'm very important. And I can have lunch in places with other national leaders. Oh, gosh. Excitement unbound. Mm. So, I mean, you wonder on what basis he has been appointed. You could and be you forgiven have, for wondering. You could be forgiven you know. for wondering. Because, I mean, it, it, the, the, the stated reason is his, his immensely successful struggle against the narcotics trade in Hong Kong, which is very interesting because nobody here knows about that. They do know, of course, about his role in suppressing the Umbrella Movement. And I think, I'm just guessing here, it's a wild guess. Call me, call me, you know, whatever. But you know what everybody's I am, saying. I am, I'm just guessing that this is payback time. Oh, yeah. And he was, you know, he says all the things. Uh, incidentally, he's completely fluent in Greater Bay Area. In fact, he mentioned it in his, um, in his, oh, I'm very honoured, I'm very humble, I'm very, very Greater Bay Area um, to be here today. 
Mm-hmm. So he can do that. He can do that. He's, he's, he's a good man. Well, bearing in mind some of the stuff we were talking about last week, the social media is alive with all sorts of accusations and theories about him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll leave a lot of that on, on oh, social... Read, yeah, I know. But you know but, exactly what yeah, I'm Plug saying. in the name and see, what, see what's being said. Yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting. A lot of... No, not a lot. The majority of former uh, police chiefs in Hong Kong, like, for example, Donald Chung's brother, um, go off into very lucrative jobs with yeah. with companies. And again, you wonder, what is the propriety of that? Because they get very, very big pensions oh. on retirement, so it's not as though they're going to be destitute. And you do worry about the propriety of this. You know, what is it that they're bringing to the party after they've left the police force, if it's not to do with their connections? I'm just asking that question. I'm thinking, you know, well, on paper, head of a police force, head of something beefy like that, ICAC maybe, this is a legit person. Yeah, I can only think of one former police chief who said he was not going to take up any of these jobs because he, he's spent a life in public service. Exactly. And, you know, he, he's, he's, he's all right financially, and he, he does work with NGOs and what have you, but the rest of them, snouts in troughs, I tell you. Yeah, you got it. Quickie before the news. Very quickie before the news. If you ever wondered why... Um, let me put it this way. If you ever wondered mm-hmm. about these uh, people who run all these NGOs in Hong Kong, I always thought, that's, that's a bit strange. They all seem very well dug in. Well, we now know they're getting paid squillions and squillions of money. I mean, you know, there, there's, there's a case cited in this report that's just come out yeah. which says that somebody who does nothing more than being the community services secretary of the Tungwa Group of Hospitals gets paid $2.75 million per year. Now, you think... Non-government organisation funded by voluntary contributions. Is this absolutely the best um, way of spending the money? Fake love on Radio 3, still in with Steve Vines. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm the original K-pop star K- myself. K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, talking of K-pop, not. Um, it, it, you always, it's funny how you think of K-pop. And then you say, <laughs> Carrie Lamb. That's what, that's what oh, comes out at the other yay. end of that, that, that train of thought. So she was in Legco yesterday, I know, Joy Unlimited. And um, she was asked by, um, what's his name? Um, some geezer. Some geezer called Eddie Chu. Yeah. Lovely fella. Um, she was asked by Eddie Chu, and this seemed to be the crucial question. He, he goes, you know, uh, this is me uh, talking loosely, not perhaps uh, following an exact street, saying, you know, you keep banging on about the need for this extradition law. And incidentally, they've now stopped pretending that it's anything other than a way of getting people across the border. I mean, it, it started out as, oh, there's a loophole in the law. We'll get back to that in a minute. But, oh, there's a loophole in the war, and we're very worried about the situation in Taiwan. But that's not what it is. They've kind of stopped all that nonsense now. It's all about extraditing people mm. to the mainland that's what it's all about and we now know they've actually one of the, one of the idiots actually blundered out they've already got a list of 300 people they're waiting to get their hands on <laughs> well these vans turning <laughs> yes, up yes. your name is there anyway 
So, so he asks her what seems to me to be the crucial question. He says, well, you know, you say these people, they're not being extradited because we're, we're in the same country, they're going to be um, rendered, as in a rendition. So they're going to be rendered across the border. What do you, do you believe in the Chinese justice system? Is it good enough? To which Carrie Lamb said, and it seemed a, 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 a quite... Um, reasonable question she said, that's an inappropriate question she didn't say no i think the chinese justice system is all you could possibly want for in life in terms of you know independence of the judiciary comfort fair transparency etc etc so the same question afterwards was put to Theresa chang you remember her she has a few problems with buildings um, but she's also serving as justice secretary and guess what she said she said oh that's an irrelevant question I'm thinking, wait a minute, it's actually not you're going to put somebody into a justice system and it's irrelevant whether that justice system is good enough. Why, in the first place, didn't there, wasn't there a rendition agreement? Precisely because everybody here was scared uh, somethingless. Um, considerably. Considerably is the word I was groping <laughs> for there. Was scared considerably... <coughs> that that system wasn't quite as fair and transparent as it might be. So they've now decided that those fears were all unjustified. But when asked, when Carrie Lamb is asked, just the simple question, well, do you think the system's okay? She she refuses to answer. Mm. I think that's about as telling as you need to be. So they're now still going on about how they're filling a loophole. And as the Bar Association has pointed out, very eloquently there is no loophole if you want to have a proper rendition agreement you sign a proper rendition agreement with all the clauses under which conditions this can be done instead of the system they're proposing Mm. which is an arbitrary one which does everything on a case-by-case basis which leaves the initial decision on whether to render somebody in the hands of the chief executive who of course Mm. solely well, it, it can be referred to the courts, okay. but the point is, the point is, you, you, you start involving the political side of the government in a judicial matter, you're already on shaky grounds. Mm. In the many extradition agreements that Hong Kong has with other jurisdictions, and remember, there's a whole clutch of them, it's not as though it's unknown territory for Hong Kong, right. <coughs> it's purely a judicial matter. It goes to a court... And there are very clearly laid downs with this country that that has this conditions. We have an extradition agreement. We'll extradite people on those grounds. We won't do it on other grounds. Blah, blah, blah. So it's a transparent system. It covers everybody. But that's not what they're proposing. They say, oh, no, we're going to cover the loophole by creating loopholes in every corner because it's going to be case by case. It's going to be up to the chief executive, whether she or possibly he, you never know, she may one day not be the chief executive decides that such and such a person needs to go and then they go oh you know i don't know what you're complaining about we've looked after the business people you know we we've put we, we we've we've taken nine commercial crimes out of it so you'll be all right and i'm just thinking Carry on. i'm just thinking oh for goodness sake i mean Yes, of course, they are pandering to the interests of, 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 of the business community, but the fact of the matter is that if you want to extradite somebody from here 
across the border. They're not going to say, in the case, say, of a journalist, which is why these media organisations express such alarm yesterday, they're not going to say, as in the case of journalists, oh, uh, we're extraditing you because uh, we're worried about uh, what you wrote on, on you know, Thursday the 19th of January. Mm. No, they're going to say this is a matter of state security. We suspect that Dobbins, who, who, who writes stuff, nasty, nasty stuff, um, has breached state security. So our grounds for extradition... See you, Steve. <laughs> um, um, uh, well, don't, uh, I'm just saying I will dob everybody else in. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but seriously, you know, our grounds for extradition this piece got nothing to do about what they write. They have total freedom of expression. My goodness me, no bigger defenders of freedom of expression exist in the planet. But, you know, this is a matter of state security. Yeah. Very different fish of kettle altogether. I just love the way that... Um, it's probably the way it's worded, you know. We've taken away... You said they've taken away some of the white-collar crimes. So basically it sounds... It's OK, you just carry on laundering. Yeah, and do you, yeah, yeah that's fine. That. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you won't get... For, sent you, 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 it's not for you. It's for other people. So it's on our, list of, on our list of 300 people who we're very keen to get our hands on. You're talking about... Incidentally, I wonder, I wonder what happened to the idiot who blurted that out. <laughs> well, you just answered your question talking about, you know, her, um, horrendous systems of, of, of law. I mean, Brunei kicked off its Sharia law yesterday. And, oh. and you're going, what? Yeah. Well, the, it, 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 I mean, they've always had Sharia law, but they, they, they do it in this extreme form, you know, exactly. stoning to death. Uh, people accused of being homosexuals, stoning to death adulterers, and cutting off arms, and, and cutting stuff. off arms of thieves. I mean, you know, welcome to 1822. I know it's amazing. This was in the news yesterday. Yeah. You hear somebody read it, and it but gives I, a whole I'm, different. I'm delighted thing. to say there is some kickback. I don't know whether it will work, but I mean, you've got the people led by George Clooney saying, "Well, let's boycott the, the hotels there and there and the Dorchester Group." In case anybody was wondering where not to stay in future, yeah. Um, Elton John apparently has joined on that bandwagon, etc. So, I mean, there is some kickback, but honestly, honestly, it's just you, it, it, you, you, you gasp in amazement. I mean, you've got this this absolute monarchy that's been ruling Brunei since it got independence from Britain. It's the same family, albeit there was a coup with the the present Sultan having uh, overthrown his father. You know, families that stay together yes. slay together, exactly. as they used to say in the famous Phil Oaks song. Um, and, you know, they, they obviously think that the 21st century just is not for them. But they'll have it anyway. I mean, they'll have it in other ways. You know, they'll... they'll the, the, uh, do you really think that the ruling elite in, uh, in Brunei doesn't go abroad and a bit of hanky-panky goes on? I think, I think it does. Incredible. In fact, <laughs> I've been to Brunei a number of times. It is a weird, weird place. The main the main word to describe it is quiet. It yeah, is a very quiet place. <laughs> I didn't go to any stonings. I have to admit that. Oh, but, but even to, you know, it seems know, like it's more than a it's shiver, just doesn't appalling. it? It is, you know. Um, have you got anything to add in to Anson being described time and time again as the best chief executive we've never had, <laughs> apropos this visit? Well, here's the thing. I mean, she's described by many people as the best chief executive um, we've never had. And my, meanwhile, in the slave media, and there was a headline in one of the pro-communist papers saying, talking about her visit to uh, uh, Washington with the two other legislators saying... Yeah the group of three that sold out Hong Kong. I mean, they are incandescent with rage that she, 
because of her moral stature, she has no formal position, mm. is able to meet the vice president of the That's United cool. States, <laughs> is able to meet the leader of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, mm. is able to go and talk to very influential think tanks in Washington. And what is she doing? One of the things she's doing is trying to persuade them to keep the Hong Kong Act. That's which you would have thought the government would be doing. I mean, why isn't Carrie Lam? Why isn't whoever is the weasel in charge of these things? I don't know which of the weasels that would be, but there must be a weasel in charge of these things <coughs> getting out and about a bit more and going to Washington and going to other places and saying, we believe in Hong Kong's autonomy. Oh, maybe they don't. 